Welcome to the Workforce Connections Podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome to the WC Podcast, where we explore workforce development issues in Southern Nevada. Today, we have a very special guest, mi amigo, the president of the College of Southern Nevada, Federico Zaragoza. Federico, welcome. Thank you, Hyman. Thank you for having me. Uh, hi to everybody out there. Uh, looking forward to a really great conversation this morning. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it for a few days now. I remember when I met you, uh, one of the things that I remember the most is that you said, you know, and by the way, I always tell you this, I'm grateful that you picked Southern Nevada. We are fortunate to have you here. We're going to do great work. I got to see it in San Antonio. You promised me that it won't take 10 years, it'll take five. <laughs> I remember all of that. But most of all, I remember that you told me uh, the secret to our success is we got to put ganas. Can you tell me what that means? It's really the desire, uh, Jaime. As you all know, there there's a lot of planning out there and there's a lot of plans, uh, but you've got to implement and, and you've got to be willing to pilot. You've got to be willing to fail, to, to move forward. And so I felt that we could bring some of the uh, kind of the national best practices uh, to Las Vegas and, and, and to Southern Nevada and to do some things uh, very collaboratively. And, and as I mentioned, uh, you know, the art here is really working collaboratively with the community and with the whole ecosystem. It's never about CSN or any one partner, it's the community working together uh, and enjoying one another. I, I, I love the uh, uh, the hashtag. Uh, yes. <laughs> we like each other because I think it, it, it's a prerequisite to the kind of opportunities that lie ahead. I agree, Federico, and we. I think the community sees it already. You have made a mark as a uh, collaborator and as a again a tremendous asset for us, helping us uh, transform Southern Nevada. Why is it important now more than ever? You know, we've had a pandemic. Uh, we're a growing region. Why is it it's so important that we get workforce development right? You know, I'm a, at the end of the day, um, workforce development and economic development are, are one and the same thing. Uh, and it translates to prosperity and to opportunity. Uh, and workforce development is, is that segue uh, where you've got people looking for opportunities and, and you've got employers, on the other hand, that, that are looking to hire individuals. And when you have that mismatch, when people aren't ready for the jobs that are available, uh, that creates inefficiency in the system. And it all also impacts our ability to, to, to create new jobs and for existing companies to thrive. So that's where their prosperity is, is critical. Uh, Workforce development is economic development, and you can't separate the two. So that's why I think it's critical that we get it right, especially in an era, in an era like we are now where we're seeing transformational elements of the economy, not transactions, but transformational elements. And workforce development that needs to be at the forefront of those conversations. And a lot of work here, a lot of opportunity. I love that. And you and I, along with another amigo we have, Jesus Jara, we sit on the LVGEA. Uh, because, again, we want to make sure that we are aligning workforce development to the economic development strategy of our region. And it begins with him in that K-12 system. Yes. And I know that you and him are working to, again, really uh, make a more robust connection. And, and, you know, you talked about skill gap, uh, skill gap mitigation and the implementation of meaningful career pathways is what our region wants. Tell me how CSN is working with the K through 12 and others to, to address that, to make sure that the industries we're pursuing have a sustainable talent pipeline. You know, I mean, across the country, uh, the educational system is now beginning to, to, to function as one. It's K-12, K-20 systems. And, and we have to really understand that you can't 
stratify the systems into public education, K-12, and then, and then college, et cetera. It's an integrated whole. And so we're working with uh, CCSD uh, as a complete collaborator. Uh, the success of CSN in higher education uh, is contingent on the success of public education. And so we're doing everything we can to support public education through integration. Uh, and I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, dual enrollment, where uh, high school students are actually earning college credit. Uh, we have early college high schools where uh, we had 80 uh, CCSD graduates graduate from high school with an associate's degree earned associate's degree. So not just college ready, but college, college proven. Uh, we have CTE programs that allows uh, high school students to earn uh, industry credentials while still in high school, like in air conditioning. So it's these pathways that we're trying to infuse. Uh, and, and we're trying to, to, to have young people have a better understanding about the nature of work. And then what are the careers that pay those significant wages and that really provide the opportunity they're looking for? Uh, we need to supplement and complement the work of the public school system. And in Superintendent Hara, we have an amazing partner. He gets it, and I think CSN gets it as well. Yeah, and, and we're, again, in a, in a time and place we've never been in Southern Nevada. Those things really demonstrate that we are uh, a community that's coming together like never before. I think, again, as mentioned earlier, when, when I went to San Antonio, I really saw workforce development, a proven workforce development system that matched the needs of the industry there. And I can see the seeds right now that you are planting. Uh, for example, Haas is a major industry uh, gain for us who's coming to Henderson. And I know that you are already planting seeds for, for careers in manufacturing. Tell us a little bit about how you're preparing for Haas. Jaime, a, a lot of this has to do with uh, kind of working with proven models. And so across the country, uh, uh, you see centers of excellence that follow the industry, especially emerging industry. Uh, and in Southern Nevada, we don't have a tradition in durable goods manufacturing. So we're working with the Save Henderson uh, and Haas to develop basically a training center that would align and create opportunities for students students to earn the skill sets and degrees that are needed by those companies. And I'll give you examples. Uh, uh, we're working on a robotics program. We're looking at a, uh, working on a CNC program, uh, mechatronics programs. These are going to be degree-based programs, but also industry-certified programs. So uh, accelerated pathways into jobs that are not here yet. They're emerging, but we're doing the work now. And it's industry driven. And I think that that's where kind of working with our LVGA partners and Vegas Chamber and Workforce Connection is the way forward. We need to know from your perspectives and the industry that you represent, what are the trends, where are the jobs going, what are the skills necessary? And we need to make sure that we're responsive, that we create those pathways so that young people that come to us can get those skills and get those wonderful jobs that are, you know, just around the horizon. Yeah, and, and I can see it already. Again, those are, I think, um, really signs that we are on the way. Uh, also, we have to be conscious that the pandemic uh, changed a lot of things. It really put a pause in a lot of the things we were doing. I still believe we've been successful as, as a region to mitigate the pandemic and moving our long-term plans forward. But tell me, uh, what what challenges has the pandemic left us and how is CSN um, preparing to address those challenges? 
So Jaime, as you probably know, uh, the pandemic kind of created challenges, but also opportunities. And sometimes they're one in the same. Uh, our biggest challenge was technology, obviously, uh, uh, the ability to accelerate into different modalities. Uh, for us, it was online, going from a scenario where maybe 20% uh, of our classes were online to a scenario where 100% of your classes were online. But it wasn't just the instruction, it was all of the support systems. The advising was uh, converted to online systems, testing was now online. So it was really creating a technology-driven um, higher education system so that our students would continue uh, to matriculate towards their uh, uh, career goals and, and, and in terms of their uh, uh, university transfer goals as well. Uh, so that was a big challenge for us. Uh, the pedagogy changed significantly. So working with our faculty to be able to, to work with that new technology. And then obviously the, the other gap was kind of the digital gap. Uh, many of our students did not have access to internet. And so we needed to and very quickly align to uh, work with our partners to develop opportunities either uh, uh, in our parking lots or hotspots. Uh, but we were part of that network that were, was very cognizant that our students needed uh, access to that technology. Uh, equipment uh, was also part of our, uh, of our game plan, uh, we actually provided uh, PCs uh, to our students, uh, either uh, on a loan basis, and if there were new students, we actually gave them the, the, the PCs. So uh, it was all part of a master plan uh, uh, to make sure that our students had the tools to succeed. Uh, and, and again, while it was a very difficult uh, transition, that system is already in place. So as we're moving forward now, uh, we actually have seen a 8% increase in the number of students for this fall semester. And a lot of it has to do because now we've got the face-to-face uh, uh, -face systems, we've got the online and we've got hybrid systems. So we now have an infrastructure that'll serve this community for years to come. So there were challenges, but there were great opportunities as well. Yeah, and as evidenced by what you said, you are now, you have a plan, a robust plan to address those challenges and mitigate them. So uh, I've saved the, the best topic uh, for last because I'm so excited about it. I know you will too. Again, because of what I saw in San Antonio uh, and, and the plants that you took us, the community colleges labs, the high school labs that we saw that all align to the needs of business. Even information that was happening in the middle schools was feeding into the, those career pathways. So I'm excited uh, that we are on the way here. And, and for that, what one of the most recent things that have happened is the LVGA, as you know, approved their comprehensive economic development strategy that will be our roadmap for the next few years. And uh, what we are going to do is the Vegas Chamber has formed a Workforce and Economic Development Committee, which again is the first of its kind for them, our friend Mary Beth Sewell at the Chamber. And I know you're on it, uh, Jesus from CCSD is on it, uh, LVGA is on it, and all of the other chambers. And so for the very first time here regionally in Southern Nevada, we are going to ask business to convene the industry. So it won't be a bureaucratic government organization that is not let's face it, not very good at convening businesses. And so we're gonna get out of the way and let the Vegas Chamber, the other chambers, the LVGA, convene the industries for us, those seven target industries in the SEDS, one of them being general and advanced manufacturing, plus the other six. And we're going to extract the intelligence we need to meet their workforce development needs for the short, mid, and long-term. And again, it's easier said than done, but I know with you uh, on our side, with Jesus on our side, aligning all of the supply side for the very first time in a meaningful way to meet the demand side, which is the business. What are your thoughts on that? 
I, I get excited, Jaime, because uh, uh, as you probably know, the, the most effective workforce systems are industry-driven. Uh, again, the demand side dictates what supply needs to look like and how we're going to align to the, the needs of, uh, of uh, emerging industry. And so having the sectoral approach, it makes sense because uh, it's, it, it's hard uh, to figure out what employers need, especially when you're looking at skill sets. And then when you start talking about jobs, you know, well, what does this job look like and what's it going to need it? etc. And, and industries vary and sectorial approaches allow employers that have like jobs uh, to talk to us and, and to tell us what the future is going to look like for them and what kind of workers they're going to need in the future and what kind of workers they need now and how their jobs are changing. So it, it is a lifeline uh, for us in, in terms of information and, and intelligence that we need to be responsive to industry. And it gets very exciting for me because uh, in a lot of ways, it's that conversation that truly creates the partnerships that follow uh, uh, where we now are in a scenario where we're pre- producing uh, the world-class, world-class workforce that industry is going to need. And I think sectorial initiatives are a very important part of the journey. Uh, and, and seeing it here in, in, in Southern Nevada just excites me. Uh, CSN is just so glad to, to be a part of this. And, and I want to commend you, Jaime, and, and the three amigos, right? Because uh, being facilitators in this space is not easy work. Uh, but I do think that once uh, uh, we, we move forward with this initiative, uh, the dividends that are going to be paid are going to be amazing. We're just going to be much more effective for our job seekers as well as for our employers. Me too, Federico. I couldn't agree more. Again, I will never forget uh, that when I met you, you didn't say to me, I should be on your board. I want to be on your board. You said, I need to be on the Local Workforce Development Board. I'll never forget that. You're the first uh, president of the community college to say that to us. And since you've joined our board, you've made a tremendous impact. Uh, There's more initiatives uh, already in place that we were able to discuss today. We have uh, one-stop centers now on the campuses, soon to open more, and on and on and on. So again, I'm going to give you uh, the mic one more time to share any final thoughts you might have with us. Uh, Say goodbye to our audience and we'll bring this podcast to the end. Jaime, I want to thank you for your leadership. I, I, I think every organization needs uh, the kind of dynamic leadership that we have in you. And I think that's helped uh, certainly the Workforce Board attain kind of national recognition. Uh, I want to congratulate you for that. And I also want to tell you that the agenda that we have collectively moving forward is going to create prosperity in Southern Nevada. And I think that's what we're all about. Thank you, Federico. You've made my day. So with that, uh, this, that's it for this uh, episode of the WC Podcast. We hope you join us for a future one. Until next time, stay safe. <laughs>